Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome into Crown Corner for a preview match for Chicago and also a recap match of uh, what happened with Atlanta United as we haven't talked at least since the 3-1 victory for Charlotte FC over Atlanta. Will Pelagic, Jessica Charman here with you and uh, a lot of fun to recap what we saw down in Atlanta, Jess. Uh, I think it was a match from Charlotte FC that a lot of people have called it probably the best win that they've had in their young history. I don't know if I'd go that far, but at least the most convincing road victory in one of the toughest places to play. Yeah, well, I think for me, maybe best win in terms of the fact you're playing against Atlanta United, your rival, and you've gone in after losing 3-0 previously in the season and a team that was probably feeling a little bit complacent about playing Charlotte FC and you're able to kind of stamp on them and show what you can do. The improvement from that game back in the third game of the season versus there is also what I think makes this one so special when it shows how you've come together, how you've improved, how you understand perhaps some of what your better personnel is and most effective personnel is on the field as well. And I just really enjoyed being a part of that game. Very special occasion. Uh, Fan base, absolutely incredible. Atmosphere, incredible. I mean, I think what sums it up to me is how when you listen back to those goal calls, it sounds like we were at Bank of America Stadium in terms of the celebration, in terms of the volume that the crowd brought. And that goes to show how special uh, a night it was for everyone involved with Charlotte FC. A big salute to the folks uh, who not only helped me get down there, but also uh, showed up with strength in numbers. Uh, it was a lot of fun to very much see and witness and it's also been fun to see how Justin Merrim, who uh, I think a lot of people kind of wondered why he was involved in the trade talks for Charlotte FC, uh, he has really ratified that acquisition, uh, especially in the fact that Charlotte FC has now had some unfortunate injuries. They won't have Camille Yozviak on Wednesday. Uh, looks like, according to Christian Latanto, they won't have Kerwin Vargas. And yet here's 34-year-old Justin Merrim, who's got a goal or two goals and an assist in his last two MLS matches. And he's shown to be the perfect picture of leadership for this young side. Yeah, I think he's been a great acquisition and probably, if I'm completely honest, slotted in and found his rhythm better than even I expected. I'd been a fan of his. I knew he was Mr. Consistent in terms of scoring in the last 12 MLS seasons. You don't get that record by being inconsistent. It shows that you're able to have that goal scoring no matter where you are, who you're playing for. But at the twilight years of his career, maybe you didn't expect him to hit the ground running as hard as he's done. But He's been really an uh, uh, exemplary player, someone that has led by example. We see it in his mentoring of younger players. We see it in his respect and grace that he carries himself on the pitch. I think the lack of goal celebration against Atlanta United just demonstrated that extra level of class and maturity he has. And then you're looking at 
the type of goals he's scoring, the runs he's making into the box, the composure he has to find those finishes alongside the service from those set pieces that led to him getting that assist two game weeks ago. I think that Justin Merriman has been a steal, quite frankly. And as you alluded to, Will, now we're having to check where our squad depth is with these injuries that keep adding up. It felt like Atlanta, you know, great, great result. But at what cost in terms of the injuries piling up out of that game off of the slick turf? And hopefully we're still able to show that squad depth. And Merriman has been an important acquisition to at least offer some stability back there. He certainly has, and we'll run that down in the preview portion as we get you ready for Chicago. I did want to at least touch on a couple other players. Unfortunately, one who got injured in that contest, Ben Bender. Uh, it was pointed out by our mutual friend Antonio Ramos that that Ben made a couple of very key runs without the ball, even though he didn't necessarily get the ball. He was called on to kind of be that central attacking midfielder with Svidersky playing up higher in the absence of Enzo Capetti. And I think it's something where, you know, we've always known that Ben can get forward, but the fact that he was threatening enough to make Justin Merrim get open on a pair of occasions and obviously find the back of the net, it just shows a continued maturity for Big Ben. And, and hopefully uh, this injury with the ankle doesn't keep him out too long. Yeah, I think we've continued to see that growth of Ben Bender this season, the step up that he needed to make from a rookie year into being a consistent professional. And we're seeing elements of his game that maybe he always had, but wasn't able to display at MLS level because he had to turn those screws a little bit quicker. When we talked to him last year, one of those things he talked about was how he has the vision, he has the understanding of the movement off the ball, but at times those spaces closed a little quicker than he was used to in that jump from the collegiate to MLS level and it feels like with more MLS minutes under his belt with more time training with the work that he's done in the weight room to become more powerful more strong quicker faster we're seeing the evolution of Ben Bender and like you say I think hopefully this knock is nothing too serious in terms of you know missing game weeks down the road because you want to be able to take that form that he's found and the impact he's been able to have on the squad. Impact as well from a guy who was being in place for somebody else who was a, in a yellow card suspension situation. No Derek Jones against Atlanta, but Brant Bronico looked every bit like the guy we saw last year. Uh, as you know, I've been very critical of him uh, as somebody who is a big, big fan of his. We just hadn't seen the same player at this point of the season. You uh, pointed out to me that uh, he was part of the uh, the Techers Tuesday feature uh, involving with uh, Charlotte FC's video crew and just a little bit of a snapshot of what he was able to bring to the table. I think he gave... Tiago Almada, the world champion, uh, a lot of fits during the contest. He wasn't able to get free, won a lot of duels. I think 50% of the aerial duels, in fact. Uh, he's somebody who I feel like uh, did a lot for Charlotte FC, a lot of thankless work, and uh, especially going into this contest when they needed it the most, he really uh, had one of his finest hours. And I think he had his finest hours because he was playing in a position he's comfortable with. Look, I know he likes getting forward, but that's not really in his nature or in the best of his ability uh, that he offers. Brant Bronico offers you the best when he's in that defensive midfield position. And we saw him with another tool in that locker because he was playing a lot of the time early on in the game when Atlanta United was showing pressure on Charlotte. He was playing in a back five in moments, dropping into the middle, leading the back line, being the guy with both hands out saying, hey, step up, step up. It was really cool to see Brown take on that leadership role and show his versatility, being able to slot into a back line. But I think he thrives with discipline. Honestly, I think the best Brown Brodico we see comes when he has 
that discipline, that understanding of where he needs to be on the field and the simple role. And that's not trying to be disrespectful. I think he's done an admirable job of trying out different areas, but it's pretty clear to me now where Brandt's strengths lie. And it's in that defensive midfield position where he's able to utilize all his strengths. So going into tomorrow against Chicago Fire, this is where Charlotte FC is going to have to really kind of get creative with their lineup. Uh, they are without Guzman Carrillo and George Marks. Those are two injuries that we kind of knew about. George has been still dealing with a lower leg injury, and Guzman's still recovering from his ACL surgery from August. No Camille Yuzviak, no McKenzie Gaines, no Ben Bender available Wednesday. Kerwin Vargas listed as questionable with a left lower leg injury, though Christian Latanzio said earlier Tuesday that it doesn't look like Kerwin's going to be available. So depends on how you want to play this one. You could go with all three in the midfield with uh, Westwood, Bronico, and Jones. You could go uh, Chris Hagard as a central attacking midfielder with Carroll on the wing. You could play Carroll at the cam, play Cambridge at the wing. A lot of options for Christian Latanzio. I don't envy him, at least from uh, the way things outside of the back four look right now. Yeah, I think it's a tough one. And the injuries just keep mounting up, which is killing us in terms of that consistency. It's unfortunate that when we seem to have something going really well, someone has to drop out that lineup and create some issues with finding that consistency. The good news is there are a lot of names in terms of trying to prove themselves. But this is the hectic, hectic part of the season when you look at the game and they're coming thick in terms of how often we have games right now. And I think that may be part of what's pulling into Latanzio's mind as well. When you have a game on Wednesday and then a game on Saturday, is it better to rest a player for one more game, give them until that Saturday rather than rush them and perhaps make an injury worse? I think it is. So I think you're seeing some game management with players and their workload. And you may see that in the decision-making on the roster as well this week. The good thing is you've got a lot of young players that are wanting to prove themselves, a lot of young players that maybe have a bit of chip on their shoulder, that are feeling confident about how they've been performing at Crown Legacy, that want to be in and evolved with the first team more consistently, and this is an ideal opportunity to be able to show that. I know we've both really enjoyed what Brandon Cambridge has to offer and how he mm. thrived at Legacy and even had an exciting run out at Atlanta United, just missed his MLS debut goal by taking his eye off the ball last minute on that shot that came across him uh, that just missed far post. I think he's a player that could really be one to look for on Wednesday. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I think we've been calling for Cambridge a lot uh, and even to get more minutes. Uh, he's only played in two MLS games, yet I feel like he's been all around the first team for a great deal of minutes. He was an MLS Next Pro uh, player of the week very early in the season and, and got that uh, that elevation up. Uh, it's interesting how he's able to use that, and, and yet we're still seeing, you know, Vinny Mello still trying himself out at the MLS Next Pro level. Uh, Chris Latanzo spoke about Vinny Mello. Uh, even though he got a goal on Sunday against Atlanta United 2, there's still some benchmarks that he wants to play, so it does not look like Vinny Mello will feature for Charlotte FC this week or uh, or anytime soon. It's unfortunate to see from Vinny's standpoint, Jess, because I know that we both liked what he, what he did on the field, but obviously there's probably more involved outside of that yeah um i think you can read between the lines of what latanzo is talking about with the words that he used that it probably has something more to do with fitness and build rather than anything i i'm not sure 100 how i feel about it but at the end of the day he's the boss he knows 
the conversations they've had behind closed doors within Ian as a professional soccer player, if you're set goals, if you're set determining factors on what it takes to make the first team, well, you need to be motivated enough to grab them. So I'm hoping this is a wake-up call for Vinny. I'm hoping that it's a real motivating factor for him because we know he's a player that should, on paper, and should, with what we've seen of him in preseason, be a player that can really help this side out. Conversely for Charlotte, on the backside, they are as healthy in the back line as they've been all season. It looks like Joseph Moore is available for selection per Christian Latanzio. The same can be said for Bill Tuiloma. And uh, despite looking, again, somewhat hobbled in the contest against Atlanta, it does look like Adilson Milanda is still okay as well. So that's another sigh of relief from Charlotte FC. Uh, a lot of moving parts in the back line over the course of the last couple of weeks. I know that you preach consistency. But when you think about it right now, Jess, there are some decisions to make, whether you go back to Mora, whether you go Harrison Awful on Wednesday after uh, Nathan Byrne put in a full shift against Atlanta uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, is there a situation where you put Tuiloma back in there, or do you like Jan because he's actually played pretty well uh, despite the one uh, foot race that was won by the opposition with Gabby Pereira against New York? Uh, how do you feel about where Christian Latanzio will employ the back line going into Wednesday? Yeah, tough balance, really tough balance. And we know that Chicago is a team that's been able to score five times against Charlotte in two matches that they've played so far, three, two in both games, once in favor of Charlotte, once in favor of Chicago. So it's always been a team that's been able to find the back of the net. They do have goal scoring presences, even if they haven't been able to find the back of the net consistently this season. So I wonder which game he's going to see is the most threatening. And is it going to be that he wants to rotate the back line? Do I prefer consistency? Absolutely, I do. But we'll see what happens. I have liked Jan. I think he's done an admirable job, particularly considering how few MLS minutes he had coming into this one. But I also think Tui Loma offers something different with his attacking presence, with his ability on set pieces, with you know the relationship that he and Melanda were being able to build. If he's ready, I think you, you maybe give a nod to the, the guy out of New Zealand. I think you're absolutely right in that fact. Uh, again, whether or not he's ready or not, I think that'll be the biggest question. And whether or not he is or not, I think we'll find out on Wednesday, obviously. But uh, depending on how it looks, uh, we'll see whether or not Big Bill can make his return uh, against Chicago Fire, who are a side that is uh, been the beneficiary of a new manager bounce, uh, Frank Klopas, who has been kind of the uh, the club uh, ambassador, if you will, for them ever since he uh, was with the team in the late 90s. Uh, was part of that team that got the first ever domestic double for Chicago Fire and uh, has been around the team as an assistant. He's been a head coach there before. He's also been a color commentator on the TV sides. And uh, now, after being an assistant under Ezra Hendrickson, has been pulled into the interim manager slot for Chicago Fire. They've won twice uh, against St. Louis there rivals to the north they won once in u.s open cup play last week and then immediately following that played them on saturday at home and won one nil at soldier field on a goal by rafael shihos uh, i know that when you think about these teams when it comes to a new manager bounce you always have to be wary of that but they've not gotten what they need out of their high-priced talent like jordan security 8.1 million dollars and only one goal contribution to this point of the season, and it was off an assist that took place a week ago. Uh, what are your thoughts on what we will see with the Chicago squad coming in? Yeah, I think it's a side that is under some renewed confidence right now that is feeling pretty hot after being St. Louis twice, getting a clean sheet as well in their last game. So 
I don't think we can take it for granted. It's definitely a winnable game. I think when you look at the team on paper, there's only one or two players that you look at and you think maybe they haven't been hot this season, but they're still the sort of player that can carve something incredible out of nothing. I mean, when you look at Shakiri, he's been to the World Cups for a reason with the Swiss national team. He's still a player that can do damage if you allow him the opportunity to and you don't want to give him a chance to get hot and score that goal against you per se. Uh, Kai Kamara can be dangerous as well. Uh, I mean, he's, what, third third all-time in MLS goals for a reason, and he's very close to catching Landon Donovan. Let's not let it be the day against us that he catches that record either. So, Will, it's one where I think defensively we need to be on the ball, and I mentioned it a couple of times against Atlanta, how disappointing it was that we weren't able to keep that clean sheet. Defense needs to step up and keep that clean sheet on tomorrow. Yeah, it's odd when you think about these two teams. Uh, with You mentioned the fact that there were five goals between them in each of the contests last year, and yet I don't know if you're looking at either of these squads and saying that you're going to see a crooked goal mark in this game. I'm wondering if this one will be more defensive, or, or do you expect this maybe to be kind of that breakneck game that we saw in two instances a year ago? Uh, I think it depends on what Charlotte FC side shows up and whether we come disciplined, organized, confident. I mean, we looked like we could have scored five, six, seven goals against Atlanta at one point and then kind of took our foot off the gas a little bit. So hopefully if we can see that side that showed up against Atlanta and look connecting and look like they were creating opportunities, we can really open up Chicago. Should be a lot of fun on Wednesday at the bank. First of two opportunities to see Charlotte FC this week at home. Six ninety nine wine Wednesday too for those who want to make sure that they uh, make their way out for what could be a happy hour type special for a seven thirty kick at Bank of America Stadium. Jess, I'll see you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. That is our chance to preview Chicago and look back fondly at what happened against Atlanta. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Charlotte FC Radio Network.